Welcome back to No Tracers, the podcast all about urban exploring. My name is Kay Anagonio, and I am so excited to be back for another week of No Tracers. Just so you know, if you're brand new, this show comes out every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And this week on the podcast, I'm talking to Dan Howe, a.k.a. Dan Urbex on Instagram. Dan, I was actually recommended to this guy uh, through another explorer. They were like, you got to get him on the podcast. So I absolutely hit him up and he was super stoked to be a part of this. And I am very, very excited for this episode. But before we get into it, just a couple of housekeeping things. If you guys like this episode at any point in time, please leave a rating and feedback. If you do that, I will send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place that I have explored. So all you got to do is leave feedback, take a screenshot and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. My link is down in the description for you. And send me a DM with your screenshot and I will get you a signed photo print out to you ASAP. Also, on the note of things that you can do to support me, I have a book out about abandoned places that I've explored called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. If you guys want to get a cool coffee table book full of photos and stories from my explorations, head to notracers.com shop and you can pick up a copy today. I'll sign it to you. I'll send it out to you regardless of where you live. And uh, you can either read it, gift it to somebody, or you can just set it on your coffee table and let it let the energy from that book just reside in your space. And I have to thank our partner, Liquid Death Water. If you guys don't know what Liquid Death Water is, don't worry. There's an ad coming for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death. Murder your thirst. All right, guys, let's get into this episode with Dan Howell. Dan, can you please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the No Tracers audience? Okay, hi guys. I'm uh, I'm Dan or Dan Urbex. Um, I'm 18. I explore in the UK. Um, I basically just explore everything. Uh, take photos there and share it to my Instagram, and my YouTube. Um, yeah, and just do it for a lot of fun. So, what got you into exploring? What initially made you catch the bug for this? This t- almost, I mean, it's still a taboo thing, right? So, mm. what made you catch the bug for this? So, it's kind of always been in my blood i guess um like i don't know anyone else in my family who's done it but i've always just had this interest in my mind like oh i'd love to go to an abandoned building and i suppose this might sound weird but i kind of got a buzz similar to what i thought i would get um in an abandoned building when i went to um like really really big shops uh, such as uh, b&q uh, which is, I don't know what the equivalent of that in America would be, but I just always love the idea of being 
in a huge building like by myself and it being just completely quiet like I've always been kind of looking for a vibe like that and um I always have a thought for probably since I was about seven six or seven and um when I was 15 I just randomly for a project for school I decided to just go do it um because I felt like that was probably just the best way to do it and um i went to the remains of an asylum uh about 20 minutes away from my house and um explored that it wasn't anything crazy but i remember climbing through the window and just being feeling so much feeling terrified feeling excited um and it was such a great experience and um i remember like nowadays when i'm in abandoned buildings i just kind of you know i I walk around i'm not really too nervous but i was creeping around and like just peeking around every single corner just thinking someone was there um but yeah that's kind of how um the initial buzz sort of came in and uh since that day i've basically explored like every weekend or every other weekend and it's been it's been really fun Wow. So have you also been exploring during this quarantine? Like, I don't know how it is over in the UK right now, but here in America, we've we've still been exploring, you know, like there's nobody in an abandoned building. So it's not like, you know, we're going like, to expose ourselves necessarily to to this virus, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, so have you been have you been exploring during quarantine? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I went for the first time about two weeks ago um, with one of my friends. Uh, she hit me up and I was just um that i hadn't explored in about by that point it was about four months and i thought i just really need to get back out again and uh yeah that was the only time i've been back out um but apart from that it's been pretty strict here in the uk it's been very much just like stay inside and only go out for the essentials and it's been a bit too risky to try and go out and explore but yeah i did that about two weeks ago yeah yeah, it seems like you guys have been handling this a lot better than we have over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think <laughs> we, you can we say just that. look like complete idiots. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit manic, but yeah. Hopefully, we're gonna get to the the end of it soon and just kind of get back to what can be considered as normal. But only time will tell. Right, for sure. For sure. So when did photography come into play for you? When did you pick up a camera and when did you start bringing it to your, your, uh, Urbex missions? It's always been there since that first day. Uh, when I explored that asylum, uh, I had my camera on me and I did take some photos, but, uh, photography has always kind of, well, not always been a passion. I've always taken photos, but I think the passion really started kicking in when I was about 13, 14 years old. Uh, and that was just kind of doing your average, like taking photos of nature, taking photos of trees, and you know the and portraits and stuff, just kind of the the basic stuff, I guess you could call it. But yeah, since day one of exploring, I've always taken photos, and just gradually over time, uh, like improved and yeah, just experimented with it and just had a lot of fun. I think that's the main thing about photography, just to have fun with it and not necessarily take it too seriously and kind of the same with exploring just like because i'm always kind of seeing stuff about drama in the urbex community and i'm just Mm. it's fun to watch from the sidelines but like why (laughs) drama just like it's such a simple hobby why 
with people kind of um argue about it but like you know, complicate it yeah they make yeah. it way like well too complicated like literally all we're doing is like walking around buildings and taking photos it's it's not <laughs> that deep but yeah um yeah <laughs> So, um, speaking of like photography and stuff, what gear would you recommend for like new explorers? Like this could be a pair of shoes or kicks or creps, whatever you want to call them in the UK, <laughs> um, or, uh, a backpack maybe, or even like what camera you shoot with. What is some gear that you would recommend? Ooh. Um, in terms of a camera, I would say anything. Realistically, yeah. I don't think you need a a $1,000 or £1,000 camera to take a great photo. I think it's more about the idea and the process of taking that photo rather than the actual quality of it. So, you know, if you've got a, a smartphone or if you've got a cheap camera, it doesn't matter what you've got, um, you know, take it with you and, you know, don't worry about what gear you've got. It's about how you use it at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, I'd say anything for a camera. Uh, shoes... Uh, I I can't really say much. I don't really explore in like big boots. I normally just kind of put on these these old vans that I've always worn, and they're like the stitching is coming out. They're filthy, like they're <laughs> um designated exploring shoes. But yeah, I think in terms of gear, uh, a mask is always good. I'd say uh, if there's security cameras or if there's um, asbestos, I think a mask is always a good shout. Um, and water or any kind of drink um because you know you've got to stay hydrated um but yeah in terms of certain gear i don't think you it's just kind of up to you what you think you'll need but definitely bring some kind of camera definitely um some drink uh and some food as well uh just keep your essentials on you and yeah just pretty much that and whatever else you think you'll need yeah, I think gear is a very like personalized thing in the Urbex community. Like everyone's got their like certain things they bring with them. Like yeah, and, and so I just wanted to get get your opinion on that. Um, let's talk about social media real quick. Um, how did that like help you grow as not only a photographer but as an urban explorer? Like, were you, have you used it to connect with other explorers? Like, tell me a little bit about your social media life. Oh, hundred uh, percent. When I first made my Instagram, it was literally the the day that I got back from my first explore, I thought, right, I've never, like, I've never made an Instagram account at that point. I thought, you know what, I, I'm just going to go for it and just make it and just have, like, uh, initially it was just going to be for my own personal use, just so I could post all my photos on there and just see the progress. But gradually over time, as my page sort of grew, you know, um, kind of getting 100 followers, 200 followers, and getting to 1,000 followers, and now we're um, getting close to 10,000 followers. I'm just... It's it's definitely motivating to have um, people who are interested in my work, and it definitely kind of um, pushes me more when I'm out to go for those more um, complex shots and to try and go for something a bit different, I suppose. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to get figures kind of stuck in my head and um just kind of misuse my influence like if you've got a decent sized following i think it's good to use it for good and um you know 
if you've got it, then you might as well use it. So, you know, I think it certainly did help. And, um, yeah, uh, I've definitely used it to link up with a lot of people. And again, that's another great use for Instagram. Like people can have their, uh, bugs with it, but I think it's great for meeting new people and just interacting with people and talking to people about relatable things because I haven't really got many friends who are interested in this and it's nice to have a conversation with anyone about urbex and um yeah i think the community is good for the most part and i think it's 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 quite a social um kind of thing as well i think but uh, yeah instagram's definitely helped with a lot of stuff for sure and then who are some of the people that you follow as other urban explorers on instagram uh like who do you who do you I guess, look up to, or who do you enjoy seeing their content? Oh, God. There's so many people. Um, <laughs> I'd say, oh, that's a really difficult question. Just a lot of people um, do inspire me, but I think the one that stands out the most is probably Greg Abandoned. I really like his stuff. Um, like, they're always, like, whenever he drops it's just such a major thing and um like his shots are fantastic and i really love um when he posts so i'd say probably him if i had to choose nice and uh what has been your scariest exploration <laughs> uh <laughs> it's nothing crazy i haven't seen people or ghosts or anything like that but i went to this care home last year and um i went alone um because that's kind of what i was uh mostly into at that time uh so i went there easily got in no security is quite easy um and normally if a location is small enough i'll um i'll kind of quickly skim through everything and make sure that i'm in there alone um just because it kind of puts my mind at ease sometimes um so i did that uh, and then I thought, right, let's get shooting. So I set up in, I assume it would have been an old residence room. Um, and I was taking some portrait photos. So I was setting up my camera on the tripod, putting on a timer, then running into frame, then taking photos, sort of stuff like that. And um, when I walked back to my camera after taking a shot, um, I heard some footsteps coming down the corridor. And um I thought it had been raining at the time. So I thought, oh, it might be just kind of rain dripping from the roof. Um, but I could quite clearly hear the footsteps moving towards me and I just froze in place. And I was just thinking, what the hell is that? So I looked down the corridor, saw absolutely no one. And all of a sudden, which, which again is a really random thing, a very strong smell of sun cream just hit me right in the face. Uh, I don't know why specifically that. I've always wondered why. But um, yeah, it's just kind of your basic footsteps and just a, a weird smell <laughs> coming across. But yeah, nothing crazy. But I'd say that's probably my scariest experience because I was at the time quite scared of that. Yeah, that I mean, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Like, hearing footsteps anywhere, especially when you're supposed to be like, like alone in a building, you know, like, and you mm. hear footsteps, you're like, oh, this could be uh, any, literally anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. 
Oh, oh my uh, god. Yeah. So, um, what about your favorite exploration? My favorite exploration. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while, and it's a tough one to choose. But I'd say my favorite one so far is probably Pontins Holiday Park, which is about an hour away from me. It's um, uh, Pontins is basically a very popular holiday destination, sort of by the coast um, here in Norfolk and probably around everywhere else in the UK. Um, and this one uh, closed down in two thousand and four, I think, probably down to finances, I believe. Um, and first time I went there was, in fact, I think that was my second explore. I think it was about a week or two after I did that asylum. Uh, so I rocked up there. There was a massive gap in the fence, easy enough to get in. Um, but just straight away when I saw everything there, I saw the the old chalets where people would have stayed and the old swimming pool, the old, um, uh, there was like a big uh, hall there. There was a pub. Um, just kind of seeing everything there kind of gave me, um, it was kind of like Chernobyl kind of vibes. I've never been, but I feel like the kind of emotions that I felt when I was there, I'd get similar to if I was in Chernobyl because it was very much like a small abandoned town. And, uh, just as I was walking around and there were some parts in particular that really kind of hit me, there was old, um, kids drawings there that were still stuck on the wall um wow. and there was like an old go-kart track it was just a, a really fun explore and i didn't really realize it at the time uh the first time i went like how how much of a, a great explore it was but i've been back a few times since and every time i've gone i've just absolutely loved it um but i think for sure that's my favorite just because um the certain feeling that I chase for when I go to abandoned buildings, that was the one that's hit it the most for sure. Like I could spend all day there and just kind of take in the, the old memories that are oozing out of every single wall of every single building there. Like it was a really, really great experience. Wow. That sounds amazing. Um, do you explore alone or with people? Do you have a preference? Uh, so, if you asked this to me about a year ago, I would have said just straight up alone uh, because I think by that point I'd only explored with someone about two times out of maybe 40 explores. Um, and again, I think back then it was more just out of um, preference that I liked going to these places by myself and just kind of going there, having some thinking time and stuff like that. But I'd say right now I don't really have a preference. I kind of do both, but... I much prefer exploring with people now because I'm much more into the the whole social aspect of it and meeting new people and just having a good time. Um, so I think right now I prefer to explore with people for sure. Yeah, I got you. And uh, what has been a place with your favorite history? I'm I'm huge on like the history of abandoned buildings and abandoned locations. So do you have a place with uh, your favorite history or like an interesting history? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I haven't really looked properly into the history of all the places I've been to, but one that I did mm -hmm. was a house uh, nearby uh, called Laurel Farmhouse, uh, pretty well known kind of um, in the Norfolk area where I live. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is right. So when I went, um, 
I saw, I, I assumed it was a family house because I went upstairs and uh, some of the bedrooms had cots and uh, kids' toys. So I kind of assumed it was like a young family with um, a couple of young children. Um, but looking into the history, which was quite interesting, uh, the family moved in in the 1970s. And um, back then, uh, that's kind of when they were a young family, uh, two young kids. Um, and they all grew up. Um, and the kids moved out in their early 20s, I believe. And um, the parents found it quite hard to live without the kids there. So as soon as they moved out, they got all of their children's old um, kids' toys, their old uh, cotton, stuff like that, and moved it back into their bedrooms. So they could kind of imagine that they were still kids, which was just quite eerie when I went back there and just kind of keeping that in my mind. Um, and I'm not really sure what's happened to them now, but that's kind of, that, that history definitely did um, spike my interest in the building. Um, but I'd say, yeah, I think that's probably the most interesting history of a place that I've been to. I quite like that place. Nice. Nice. And uh, do you have any goal places, places you haven't been yet that you want to go? I'm sure Chernobyl is on your list, just like it is on mine. It, exactly, yeah. I think it's uh, it's definitely a, a goal place for every explorer. Uh, so definitely that's on there. Um, I don't know. I quite like the look of some of the chateaus in France. I'd love to go there and uh, hit up a few because... Uh, some places that I see people posting just look insane. Um, and maybe Belgium as well. Um, I don't know. I just like to explore everywhere. But yeah, I think those are probably the highlights of the places that I, I need to go to in my lifetime for sure and explore. Definitely. If you could live in one place you've explored for a week, which one would it be? This is my favorite question, by the way. I, I, I love this question and the concept of it. Um, I think if I had to live in one of the locations that I've been to for a week, I think, I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be an abandoned mansion that I went to in February this year. Um, just because I didn't spend enough time there when I initially went, but when I was there, I kind of thought I'd just love to spend the night there. And I think spending a week would be great. Um, but I think it would be that just because I, I love the architecture of it. It's a stunning building. Um, and I don't think I could ever get bored of it really in a week. Um, mm -hmm. so if I had the unlimited supplies or the, a week supply of uh, food and drink um, and entertainment as well, then I'd definitely stay there for a week. Awesome. That's awesome, man. I, yeah, you're uh, the second person that said a mansion on this podcast. Uh, oh yeah. I think that, you know, and, and it's something I totally overlooked because like personally, I don't really explore many houses. Um, I, I just, I just don't, I, I prefer mm -hmm. like asylums and churches and hospitals and like water parks, things like that. So I haven't really done too many yeah, houses. Yeah. So it's so interesting to hear when people are like super into like big mansions that are abandoned or houses and stuff like that. So yeah, that's super cool. Um, what is the farthest you've traveled to explore? Uh, it's honestly nothing crazy. The, the furthest I went was actually for that mansion. It was about, 
I'd say 500 miles. Um, and that was for a, a specific road trip where, um, uh, me and two other explorers, um, went up to, uh, the North, um, Wonderland exploring and, uh, Grubby, Witch uh, explores, um, we all went up there and, uh, stayed in the cottage for a few days and just explored a bunch of places and, I think that's the furthest afield that I've been so far, but I definitely have plans to go further. All right, nice. And my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Ooh. Um, hmm. Another good question. Something that I now know that I wish I knew when I started. I think I think one thing in particular is um to enjoy it more because uh certainly on my first explores I I feel like I didn't really I I feel like I didn't really go there for the sake of enjoying exploring I feel like it was more about <clears throat> excuse me uh, I think it was uh more about um going there and getting the photos than going um so I kind of wish back then I knew to uh, appreciate these places and kind of take in the mood a lot more um, and just, yeah, don't get too caught up in the camera, but kind of put that down for about five, ten minutes and kind of walk around and take everything in. So I think that'll be that. Nice. And if people want to follow you on social media, if they want to see some of your video content, if they want to pick your brain a little bit more, how can they <laughs> find you? Uh, so my Instagram handle is Dan underscore Urbex uh, and my YouTube is Dan Urbex. Uh, so uh, hit me up on there and uh, yeah, check me out. I've had all different types of explorers on this podcast. We're trying to get a hold of other people like Exploring with Josh, Sam and Colby, some of the, you know, the more, uh, I guess you could say, well-known explorers from social media and YouTube and things like that. So if anybody out there knows those guys or if you want to hear them on this podcast, do me a favor and tag them in my posts on Instagram at No Tracers or you can tweet me at KInagonio. Um, I'll put my links to my socials down in the description for you guys if you would like to do that. If you would like to further support what I'm doing here on No Tracers, you can support me through Patreon, actually. If you go to patreon.com slash just the letter K or look in the description, there will be a link for you there. Um, you get early access to all of my content. I do a lot of things. I make music. I have two podcasts. I am a videographer, a content creator. So I make tons and tons of content. So you get early access. I do monthly Skype calls with my Patreon supporters, live streams. I also give uh, signed photo prints away. And uh, if you do want to sign photo print, but you don't want to support me on Patreon, all you got to do is leave a rating on this podcast on iTunes. It helps the podcast grow in the charts. It helps more people find us. And your rating and your feedback really does help this show. So if you've got like 30, literally like 30 seconds to leave a rating and feedback, I will send you a signed photo print. All you have to do is take a screenshot of your feedback, send it to me at no tracers on Instagram in a DM, and I will send you out a signed photo print. Check out Liquid Death if you guys are looking for some delicious water. I've been drinking it nonstop for the past couple of months, and I back it 100%. So if you guys are looking for a trusted water company, definitely check out Liquid Death. You've probably seen their ads all over the place. Thank you, Liquid Death, for sponsoring this podcast. It means a lot to me. You guys are my first sponsor, after all. 
Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you're new to No Tracers, please hit that subscribe button. New episodes come out every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will talk to you guys next week with another one. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go create something, and remember, leave no trace.